Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you are having a great, great day and a great weekend. Um, so we're going to do a short episode. I, I say short all the time and it never ends up being short. So, well, we're just going to do an episode on today, on the weekend. And today's episode is about the coronation of King Charles III, formerly known as Prince Charles for the last uh, 70 years uh, or more. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you uh, saw it, some people didn't. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the coronation, the plus, the minus, the negative, the positive, okay? Because there's a lot of talk about it all over the world on the TV and everywhere. So I'm I'm not going to just talk about the plus, I'm going to talk about the minus. Um, and I, I'd appreciate if you hear me out uh, completely, okay? Because it's important. Uh, you might not agree with me on this, Um but it is what it is, uh, and I will explain myself. So, the coronation of King Charles III. Now, I grew up in India, and in India, we were all brainwashed to hate the British, okay? We know that very, very clearly. We we were brainwashed, the British are this, British are that, British are this. But during the time when I was young, we didn't have, I didn't articulate well. I was not able to have that vocabulary and the confidence. I accepted whatever people gave me. But when you grow up, you get confidence, you have vocabulary. Then you start questioning, you question, 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 question. Uh, and so I've been questioning and, and researching all of this uh, history, geography, geology, uh, empires for a very long time. Uh, so let's just start about the coronation, the plus side. It was a great coronation. I was never a monarchist, but after the Harry and Meghan saga, look, I became a monarchist because I couldn't believe these two. They're absolutely ridiculous people. Uh, they made a mess out of their lives and kudos to them, but you know, they have to live with it. Um, and so just out of anger to to them, you know, against them, I ended up becoming a monarchist. I mean, monarchist means I'm not like, you know, I'm not, you know, head over heels about a monarchy. I think it, it, there's nothing wrong with it, and I'll explain it myself a little later. But um, I watched part of the coronation of King Charles, and to me, the best thing in the whole coronation, I didn't see the whole thing, the best thing in the coronation was Rishi Sunak doing the reading of the Gospels. My dear friends, I was laughing away to glory. I will love that part. It was my best part of the whole thing. Uh, now, if you know what he, if you understand Christian liturgy, um, reading of the Gospels uh, is when uh, during service they will read from the Bible. So they do a reading and that reading, sometimes they have two readings, sometimes they have one reading depending on the service, the length of the service. And Rishi Sunak uh, read one, did one of the readings and he's a Hindu who's reading the gospel, my dear friend. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, uh, you know, Churchill must be rolling in his grave, completely rolling in his way grave. My coup to my, my sympathies to Churchill. Uh, but what can I say? I mean, it was very nice of King Charles to allow Rishi Sunak to do the reading. Rishi Sunak is a Hindu, or we say Dharmic, and we really appreciate that uh, King Charles did the same, gave, made the gesture, very appreciative and, and, and kudos to them and to Rishi Sunak. I, I, this is part of history. He has been, become part of history. And um, 
you know, um, I'm 73 years ago, 70 years ago, this would never have happened. But here we are, times change, people change. And I'm really happy for Rishi and happy and grateful to King Charles. Um, like I said, I'm not a monarchist. Um, some Now, a lot of people... Um, in in the UK, it's not my king, not my king. All over the world, people say, oh, well, some people say, I don't care, I don't care. Oh, I want a democracy, I'm a Republican. So let me just explain you. Would you... Uh, I'm not a Republican as an anti-monarchist, okay? I don't want to bring down any government. I may not like philosophies. I may not like the empires and what they did. I may not like that they converted these empires into religions. They are not. They're colonial empires. It's a given, okay? All these religions are colonial empires. But in the modern world, okay, um, in the modern world, you're looking at an administrative system, a government, okay? Uh, the bulk of us have some type of democracy. Has democracy worked? It has not. Democracy has failed, okay? Let me just put it right off the bat. Democracy has failed. Look at us. All we do is you know, bitch about the place, scream, yell, do manifestations, uh, throw stones. Where has democracy worked in, in its, all its glory? It has never worked because we are currents and waves. We don't understand that we, we keep on fighting for, for rights, uh, equal rights, this right. Oh, I'm a victim. I'm right. This one hates me. He's woke. I'm left. He's right. Political humbug. It's absolutely degrading. It is, it goes to your head. It is disgusting. I don't even have a TV anymore because there's nothing worth while watching in it. And they call this democracy. Uh, and now they're trying to take away our rights to speak from the internet. You can't speak. You can't say this. You can't say that. Basically, long and short of the story, um, you can't do anything that they do not control. So, you know, their democracy has failed. If they're trying to clamp down on speech, what's the use of democracy? Democracy is based on speech that you can challenge something. So you're taking away the speech and you're only allowing your way of life and your point of view to be speech, then we have a problem. Uh, so democracy has failed. We have Trudeau in Canada. We have uh, the U.S. government. Well, U.S. has a law and freedom of speech, but they find other ways of, you know, making you hostage by hate speech calling you racist so they make you a hostage to their point of view to their moral superiority and then they you know clamp down on you so democracy has not worked we see all over the world there's trial there's trauma there's tribulation there's a food crisis this crisis democracy has not worked there's no government that has worked 100 percent um it takes time to develop a, a civilization. It takes time to develop a monarchy. It times times to develop a democracy. People have to be mature enough, but uh, it takes a while. And during that while, uh, democracy has not really worked in all its glory, or even halfway through. We've got issues. We do not want to accept it. And a lot of people, my generation, keep asking. You know, we want rights. We want equal rights. And you just cringe, totally cringe. Now, compare that to a, a monarchy, a constitutional monarchy. People say these monarchies in the past have, uh, you know, partaked in slavery. Yes, they have, but that was the past for everyone. Every single empire had some type of slavery. Whatever type it was, there was some type of slavery going on. And But people like to 
people have no guts to challenge it. Uh, no guts to challenge Islamic slavery. People have no guts to say uh, to challenge uh, slavery of uh, the Middle East, of of Persia, of the uh, Mayan kingdoms, of the natives, of Asia. People have no guts to do that. So Britain is the only one that allows freedom of speech to its maximum at this point of time, um, and and so that's why. You know they open their mouth and 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 offload the, all their tri- trials and tribulations for the first five thousand years on the Brits. Now yes, they they had colonies. I'm not saying no, and and that was a lot of things happened during that time which I do not agree, and they are still happening which I do not like and do not agree. But. Um, it was a past for everyone. It was not just the Brits. Everyone had that past uh, across the board. It is important to understand we can go a slavery a thousand times. And people who say, um, people over oh, the Brits were bad, they are basically a flat earth. They have a flat earth mentality, even if they say, of course, we know the earth is not flat. Would you think I'm stupid? Yes, my dear friends, I think you're stupid. Unfortunately, I was stupid like that too, because only if you uh, only if you say to someone oh you're bad and i'm not bad or i've got the moral superiority to to defame you and degrade you but i'm i'm a poor little victim that is a flat earth mentality we are cyclic so we go up and we come down if we do the same things on the top as we will do down when we're on the top we will come down and we'll cry because we have to come down and so that is important to understand so everywhere on the planet we have the same mentality, same way of life, nomadic, barbaric, uh, killing people. And that trauma has registered in our minds. Um, and so feudalism came to an end. Feudalism absolutely came to an end. Uh, about 100 years ago, a little less slowly in the 20th century, it came down. Now, all these monarchies, the bulk of the planet was ruled by monarchies. They, um, they were let go. The monarchies came to an end. In Europe, some monarchies remain in some parts of the world, uh, in, uh, in Africa, in uh, Asia, in Arabia. There are some monarchies, and they're absolute monarchies. Most Muslim countries have absolute monarchies. Uh, but Europe has constitutional monarchies. There, there is one country, I think I'm not sure, I think it's Liechtenstein, but I'm not sure. Um, but by and large, they have constitutional monarchies. Now, what's a constitutional monarchy? That means the constitution is the supreme leader, and the and the monarch is the pole that keeps the that maintains the co- constitution equal. Uh, egalitarianly for everyone okay so uh it's like a merry-go-round you have a pole and the the mona the pole in the center with all the you know ribs going round and round and the horses attached to these this these these uh, ports on like the umbrella that's attached to the um to the central pole. Now, the, the monarch is that central pole where all every, every single horse is an institution, is a person, and they go round and round and, and understand the monarch, and sorry, and, and maintain society. The, the pole is connected to a machine below that is a generator, and that mich- generator uh, runs the pole, uh, maintains the battery, the, the rhythm of the pole, uh, where it's going to turn and it's going to oscillate. Um, that, that machine, that motor at the bottom of, of the pole um, 
is the constitution. So the, the queen is, is in charge or the monarch is in charge of maintaining, making sure that the, the motor works and the constitution is running and she's running and, and holding um, the constitution by the, by the umbrella on the top and, the, and in the ribs of the umbrella and the horses attached to different points on that rib of the umbrella. So that's her duty or that's his duty of the monarch. Um, if you understand what I'm trying to say, just picture uh, um, um, a merry-go-round. Uh, so that's basically what a constitutional monarch is, is they don't have any power like a president, uh, but they, they do absolutely have, uh, they, they don't have power like a president, but they, their importance, their role couldn't be more important. Now, for people who are Republicans, as in they don't want monarchies, try and understand, if you change your um, monarch you change your monarch to a president okay is anyone going to even think to twice about you you'll have a one man in a in a suit a woman in a suit um you know in a penguin suit and what do they have any clout do they have any power do they have any prestige compared to that of a monarch they don't uh I mean, how many people know the presidents of the world, okay, except for the United, except for the uh, U.S., which you have Biden, and you have uh, Russia, who has President Putin. So you have these two countries fighting with each other since so long, and that's the only reason why people know them. But otherwise, how many presidents in the world do people know about? Can we name a president of a country? We cannot. So the prestige is gone. The, 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 the value is gone. I mean, she will, the president will still do the job of the, uh, that was formerly the constitutional monarch. Uh, but the president will not have the clout that the monarch has, the prestige and the weight that she carries just by, he or she carries just by his presence and to balance a society. So you take, for example, uh, the queen goes to, you know, a, a garden party and all she does is have a cup of tea. But what is that cup of tea doing? It's getting people together out of a political environment, this so high stress political environment. She keeps the people together. She has tea, makes chatter, people talk, people laugh, people enjoy themselves and people forget about the politics and of power. And then when they go back to their respective groups the next day in, in the station of power, uh, they, they are much better, they are much calmer, they speak with calmer heads. So that person who brings them together is very important um, and that's why you have the constitutional monarch. She is, he or she is neutral, they do not have any politics behind them. Um, and so that's why uh, the monarch is, is important and it works very well in a parliamentary system. Now, it's not perfect. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it, it could work. Now, again, I'm also not saying that we remove our president and put a monarch there. I am for if you have a monarch, keep it. If you have a president, keep it. So be it. Whatever it is, I'm not for bringing anyone down and I'm not for changing the status quo. Uh, saying, OK, well, tomorrow we're going to change. No, I'm not for that. And another thing, imagine a president like the US, okay, where all power rests in the hands of the president. Now, he is the ultimate veto power. So he, he puts forward, a, there's a bill that comes and he's trying to promote it, okay. 
the, the groups in the US, the, the Republicans and the Democrats, if a Democrat brings out the bill, the Republicans are going to go against it. If a Republican builds a bill, the Democrats are going to go against it because it's all about your party and your your point of view. So no bill even um, no bill can become a law or doesn't become a law, even if they have, um, you know, um, doesn't become a law because it you'll always have someone going against it because every power, all the laws are in, the power rests in the hands of the head of state. So your head of state is not only your um, parliamentary, is not only your head of state for, for business, for running of the country, for administration, for your security, your defense, but it's also diplomatic head of state. And so there is no break from the politics at all. Every time you see your president, if the president has ultimate power, then there will always be some group against him. But if you have a new person on the top, say a monarch or president, that person's neutral, will always be neutral all your life. So you cannot, you know, you don't mind having uh, tea with the queen or the king, or you don't mind going for two charity events for the king or queen. You don't mind going, uh, seeing the queen because it takes away that us versus them, that power struggle. There's neutrality in it. There's continuity in it. And laws get passed a lot faster. If you realize in a parliamentary de democracy uh, with a constitutional monarch or president uh, compared to a, um, a American style um, president, um, American style president um, and head of state. Uh, again, like I said, it doesn't mean presidents are bad. And for people who say, well, I want them to be elected, uh, should I say appointed. But even when you're appointed, uh, even if a president's appointed, there is still politics behind it. Very much like you see the honorable, right honorable president of India, India Draupadi Murmu. How much of politics behind it? I mean, goodness gracious me. And it was us versus them for a small thing like a president. It was ridiculous. Uh, oh, she's this, oh, she's that. They said so many bad things about her. And the poly you, you know, you're arguing for power, small instances of power for people who are uh, supposed to be neutral. And that takes away all the glory of your neutrality. If you have to be appointed and, and voted into, it really, for me, takes the, the neutrality out of it. And she'll always be liked by the, the, the right and she won't be liked by the left. And similarly, if you have a left person in power, so it's always like that. And this continuity of a monarch gives you something. Now, it's important to say that these monarchs had absolute power about 100 or 200 years ago. And slowly, this absolute power was removed, became constitutional monarchs. Um, and that's important to understand that they pulled back. They gave up a lot of powers in order to remain in function. The monarchs of the world, at least those who are constitutional monarchs, gave up after feudalism came down a lot of their power. And because of that, because they're able to adjust, because they're able to change, because they're able to adapt to a new society, they have been, uh, they still have become relevant. They still exist. Uh, people like them, their countries like them, and, and they, they do a good job, by and large. I'm not saying it's perfect, okay? Uh, what is, so 
the monarchs, even though they, if they're monarchs of ancient empires, like the Brits, like the, uh, like, you know, the Brits who had big colonies, they still have, const they still have, um, because they've adapted, we've accepted them, we accepted that they don't have much power, and we're still allying with them, we still want them there in a reduced role. So that's okay, as long as it's a reduced role, and p ultimate power does not lie um, in the head of state, um, and there's a balance of power, there's a balance and checks in power, yes, absolutely, I have no problem with a monarch, as long as they know that they are, you know, they they. They, their duty depends on the people's appreciation of their work, and even though they're not elected in their constitutional monarchies, it is important to, um, you know, they have to do a job, they're there to do a job, but they bring that value to the job that a president does not bring. And so, for me, it's, it's you know, I, I really like that. Uh, I'm not saying 100%, but yes, you, you could have a bad monarch. You could have someone like Prince Andrew. Imagine if he became a monarch. Oh, my God. Or what about Prince Harry if he became a monarch? So, you know, we're cyclic. It doesn't mean that... Um, um, it doesn't mean that... Um, just because one monarch is good, everyone is ba bad. Everyone is good. You'll always have bad apples. When we come down, when the cycle comes down, you will have someone who's not nice, and you love. You can, you know. Then you'll change your mind. Then you have three, four good monarchs, and you'll have one bad monarch. So it it happens. You're not going to have hundred percent whether your monarch is your your monarchy or you have a demo democratic. Uh, power base your system of power is not important it's the person that's important if the person is sincere you will have a good system of administration now i want to bring a point to um many people who have uh, who have challenged this and said not my king oh i want him down you have people in india saying oh the colonialists uh, why do they have power why they should not have power they had slavery well guess what slavery is all over the world but you have this new socialist marxist generation who thinks that the world is flat and everything is oh my god is a problem they cannot see life you know in any nice shape or form they just cannot see life in any good shape or form they're always challenging the status quo they're always angry they're always tra traumatized they have not gone to war this generation my generation has not gone to war. Now, you have people in the Middle East, yes, or some other countries have gone to war, but not by and large on this planet. My generation has not gone to war, and, and we've not seen the trials and tribulations of our parents and our grandparents. Our parents and grandparents went to war. They went and they had nothing compared to us. My generation, you put on the switch, the light comes on. You put on something else, the light that comes on. You call for a taxi, it comes. You, you pick up your phone, it comes. You have a phone, you know where to go. You have Google. But our parents never had that. And so they had to struggle for everything. We have been brainwashed in a Marxist, socialist, communist way of life for the last 70 to 75 years. And we have been told systematically that we have rights. You do not have a right if you don't do your duty. Your kartavya is important. Your dharma is important. Your duty is so important. And if you invest in your duty, in the, in the actions, the fruit of the action will come automatically to you. 
your fruit of the action depends on your investment. The investment is good, you'll get good fruit of the action. If your investment is bad, you'll get bad fruit of the action. Now, this is in the Gita, my friends. In case you didn't know, you can look it up. Um, everything depends on the fruit of your action. So nothing is owed to you by life. It's your currents that form the waves. Now, after World War II, um, the groups of people and the generations that came out of World War II and World War I, uh, one part, 50% of them did their homework. Our parents, our, grandpa our parents, grandparents, my generation and the generation after me. Like like me, I spent 30 years doing my homework, research, understanding the past, healing, offloading the baggage, taking my responsibility. I'm offloading the baggage. I'm healing. I'm challenging the status quo. I'm learning from the past. I'm becoming better. Okay. And so I'm, I, you find all these people who are always doing better in life, taking their responsibility, more success rate. But all these people manifesting, uh, you're on the streets, we want rights, we want feminism, we want LGBTQ, we want trans, we want socialism, we, you're racist, he's racist, Black Lives Matter, this, who are these people? They're descendants of, 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 of generations of, or of our parents and grandparents who did not do their homework after the world wars. All they did was change the label. So you have one side, you have generation, a generation and, and a strand which has offloaded the baggage, healed, taken their responsibility, done some homework, even if it's not 100%. But you have another side that has not done any homework, no taking off the baggage, no healing, no uh, offloading the, the data, no learning from the past, no making every junction into an intellectual laboratory and learning, healing, and re reconstructing the, the narrative or your re-engineering your metaphysical field. They've not done that. So all they've done is change the feudalism to socialism and Marxism. Now they say we want rights, the government has to do this, government has to do that. Who have these people come from? They're feudal, their ancestors were feudal lords and previously they believed in God. God is going to do this, I pray to God, God is going to do that. I pray to this one, Some, you know, God is going to do that. God is going to give me everything. And they believed in God giving them everything. But God did not deliver and that's why their, their groups came down the drain. So their communities came down, their countries came down, their kingdoms came down because this God that they believed in did not deliver, okay? Today, they have changed their labels and now they've become socialists. But who are they? What are they saying? Exactly the same thing. Oh, the government has to, the government has to, the government. But the government cannot deliver to everyone because they are not your slaves. They are not your servants. You have to take your duty. So these people are the ones who bring countries down again. First, they brought their feudal empires down. All they did was wait for God to come and deliver. Now in the new generation, these, they have become Marxists. They've changed the label, done no homework. And now they're waiting for the government to do it. But no one is going to give you anything in life. You have to work for it. You have to take your responsibility. And this group, these groups of socialists, Marxists, communists, secularists, multiculturalism, all these, oh, we are secular, we are multiculturalism, BS and BS alone. And I'm sorry to use language, but 
you, you not there's nothing going to work no feudalism communism marxism socialism um multiculturalism nothing is going to work because it's your currents that form the waves so you can change all the labels you want but if your currents are still the same and it brings the same baggage and garbage as the past you're still going to go down and you're still going to take get a hit you're not taking your responsibility in order to create equal opportunity and because of that you're failing you're bringing the modern societies down you're becoming third world in your mind you've got um you're becoming third world in your mind. You've got first-class infrastructure, first-class new countries, modern countries, but you've got a third world mentality. So it doesn't matter if you have a physical, your, your country is first world, you've got a mentality that's, that's ancient, feudalistic, fascist, multicultural, fake multicultural, fake secular, and, and you're doing exactly the same, nothing has changed, and you expect everyone to submit to you and your victimhood. And all of these people are crying victimhood, and they expect people to submit to them. It's not going to work. And these are the people who are on the websites, on, the, on YouTube, and, and, and say, oh, not my king, not my king. Oh, I, we want to bring down the British monarchy, slavery, slavery. Oh, the British monarchy. I mean, okay, that was the past. The whole planet had slaves for more than 5,000 years. 5,000 years we've had slaves. Why do you want to hit on one group? And I'm all for looking at slavery. Believe me, it, it hurts me to say that there's slavery existed on this planet. But it is a fact. It's a fact. And you can only undo the slavery. You can undo the trauma. You can undo the healing if you take your responsibility at the same time and go halfway and say, what did we do wrong? Why did, why did we end up as slaves? Because every time someone loses a war, the losers will become the slaves of that empire. The cycle turns, then, then the, that empire will then go to another war. They will lose, they will become slaves. So generation after generation, you're fighting war because of the trauma of your mind. So you, you've not healed the trauma of your mind and you go to war, you'll become a slave. And then the 400 years later don't cry because someone you lost the war your ancestors lost the war 400 years ago and you ended up the slaves of of the losing side of the winning side don't cry and so people so we know that slavery existed 5,000 years ago why am I going to harp on it on only one group? It's important to understand because I do not want to take my responsibility. And these are the people who are destroying society, whether your government is monarchist, your government is democratic, your government is because they are never happy, never happy. They can never be happy. They're always having something to grumble about. They, they, even if life gives them everything, they do not want to say thank you. They want other people to submit to their traumatized mind in order to rise, step on them and rise to power. But in the cycle, they don't understand the earth is not flat. The earth will fall. Uh, sorry, we will fall. We are cyclic. So that's important to understand. And like I said, people always crib that, okay, well, you know, um, the, mona, the British colonies took 3.5 million African slaves. That's a lie because, let me put it this way, the country did not have so many people. The country just did not have so many people. Uh, how can a small country have so many millions of slaves? You've got to have, for three million slaves, you've got to have at least, what, I don't know, 500,000 or a million people looking after these slaves? Uh, they didn't have these people. 
So how did they get these slaves? They got these slaves only in one way, because we sold those slaves. The Africans sold their people in slavery. We allied with the colonialists, the people coming from outside. We are allied with the Mughals. The Lodi's allied with the Mughals. That's how the Mughals came in. And the Lodi's, um, when they were losing, the, the Delhi Sultanate allied with groups, Islamic groups, and we got the Lodi's. From there, they allied with the with the Mughals, and the Mughals came in. The Mughals allied with the with the with the British, and the British came in. So, everyone's on the inside, allying with the group on the outside, in order to maintain and, and hold on to power the longest possible way, form alliances. But one time they don't understand the Earth's not flat. We are cyclic. At one point, the cycle will come to an end. And even if you ally with someone, you're not. It's not going to work because cycles are current and waves it will come to the end of the beach but if you heal if you take your responsibility take off the garbage take off the negativity offload every junction make it into an intellectual laboratory you will heal you will regenerate yourself you will re-engineer your inner metaphysical field and you will not make the same mistakes as in the future that's important to understand so it's important to understand that this generation that is screaming and yelling is a bunch of socialists they are brought up with a mentality that they have rights but they have no dignity no duty and they expect the whole world to submit to them change for them they've They've destroyed every single country. If you look at the death load of every single country in the 1990s, till the 1990s, we didn't have a lot of debt. The debt has spiraled out of power, out of sync for the last uh, 30 years. And this generation on the ground is responsible for, for it. Um, the generation that's born 80s, 90s, uh, and the 2000, the millenniums. Uh, these generations are responsible for the debt. We've spent so much on them, but they are still a generation with no class, no education. Uh, you come out of school and you're absolutely ignorant. They can't even spell anymore. Uh, they go, go to university and they, they absolutely have no knowledge. They cry and they scream and they yell and they cannot have a decent conversation. So we've got a gener two generations or generation on the ground, no class, uh, no education. We've spent so much of debt on them and they're still cribbing, not my king, or I don't like this, I don't like that. Our parents never had that. Our parents' generation, can you imagine Queen Elizabeth never went to, to university? Her university was war. They had, their generation had to fight for it. They fought for their freedoms. The freedoms and opportunities we enjoy today, and that's all across the world. My grandparents didn't have anything, but they fought. Today, we have the freedoms and opportunities, but we're misusing it, and we're blaming someone else. We're blaming another generation and thinking all the problems are there. If they just disappear, all our problems will disappear. It's absolutely ridiculous. Our problems don't start on the outside. Our problems start on the inside. That's why I say, I say stop the violence in your homes. Stop the ignorance in your homes, and you will stop the violence and the ignorance on the streets and at your borders. You will not be traumatized. You will not ask people to respect you. You will take your responsibility and you will create equal opportunity. And that, my dear friend, is so important. And, and you need to understand that if there's a system of government in any country, respect that system of government, whether you like it or not, 
and work with it and you will be okay. If you don't like it, change your mentality, heal, have that conversation and what will happen over time, it will change, but you cannot bring down through um, crazy manifestations, uh, ignorance, uh, ridiculous journalism that, that spits on only one side and doesn't take its responsibility. You can't have that and think about bringing down something, you're going to change society. If you bring down a society, remember that to recreate that society that you've brought down through knee-jerk reactions, to burning, to violence, it will take three, four generations to resurrect that society. It's not going to resurrect tomorrow. You're not going to get any benefit out of a society that's burnt to the ground, that's that's uh, de de derailed, that's uh, that's corrupt, that uh, that it's not working, that's out of sync. You're not going to get any benefit, even if you're angry to bring it down. You have to change the mentality, and you have to heal. You have to take your responsibility. So that's. What I learned today from the coronation, I say thank you. I say um, to King Charles again, uh, congratulations. Uh, I'm not for, I, I sort of become more monarchist because I realized the, the errors of democracy and the mistakes we as a people make. Uh, and we say thank you to the monarchies of the world for changing, for uh, for um, evolving uh, and for being better and showing us that yes we also need to change it's not just a system of power because we the people make up the system of power if we do not change the system of power means absolutely nothing we have to change and we have to heal thank you for giving Rishi Sunak a chance to have uh, the reading and I hope today that we have learned a lot and we can go forward uh, not bring down economies not bring down societies not change the system of power but heal and learn from our past and, and we can be a better future going forward. So thank you so much for your time. I hope you had a great day. It's not a short podcast. It's 37 minutes, but thank you for your support all the same and I wish you a great uh, Sunday tomorrow.